Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. Friday night, a pain-free Friday, 844-843-6879. And it just got a little bit better, Mafia, as we are backing the Miami Hurricanes. The U, the U took the lead, so they go up 44-41. to And then, Mafia, next play after the kickoff, a pick. That's right. Ball, 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 ball. Here we go. Miami now with the Rock. So if you did get the Hurricanes Mafia at minus nine and a half before the kickoff, you are looking for Miami to go for the dagger here and get us a touchdown and finish this game off. Uh, Just about, I think, two, just over two minutes left to play in the fourth quarter. They are inside the NC State uh, 25-yard line. Big developments after being down 41-31, Mafia. Yeah, that's huge. And both of us were kind of questioning Manny Diaz kicking a field goal, and, you know, not thinking that they can necessarily get this <laughs> touchdown. And now that they get it, they get it quick, and then they get a turnover right after. Although I'm still not feeling good about the 10 and a half because, you know, they're deep into the end zone, uh, the end of NC State. But I feel like they are just really just going to run, 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 and then kick another field goal because they just don't care about our spread. So they're going to just try yeah. for the win. And being up by, th- I mean, being up by three and kicking a field goal isn't putting them in a very safe spot. They could still lose by a touchdown, but they're just going to try to run that clock as much as they can right now and make NC State yeah. use a TD timeouts. NC State just used their last one now, so it's going to be a third and six. Big spot for the Hurricanes. Um, touchdown can get them up 10. A field goal only puts them up six. That leaves the door open for NC State to maybe come down the field and win this game. BYU and Boise State still in a rock fight up on the blue turf in Boise. 10-3. BYU got a pick in Boise territory, and then uh, turned it over on downs. Four and out for them. So bad job by the BYU offense. We've got a lot more NFL to do, some MLB as well, college football. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. We get hour two rolling right after this. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty all week. Final night, a pain-free Friday. 844-843-6879. It is over in Raleigh. The U. It's all about the U, baby. 44-41. They come from behind. They were down 10 at the start of the, really about 30 seconds into the fourth quarter when NC State kicked a field goal to put them up 41-31. And the U comes storming back. A 44-41 win. Um, if you had the U, uh, nine and a half, and you were hoping for a touchdown there at the end after the pick, unfortunately, the clock and the math just did not work out for you. If you had them in a teaser like me, uh, minus three, that is a push, uh, which on FanDuel Mafia, they do actually, uh, they do keep your ticket alive. And if you hit the other legs of your teaser, um, they they you know they change it to whatever the odds are for having that many teams. So that's a nice job by FanDuel. There's a lot of places sometimes when you push the teaser, they um they completely whack the bet. So um I'm still alive in that one at least. But uh where's the old you, Mafia? You said this to me in the commercial. Where's the old you? The old you back in the eighties, they would have stepped on the throat right there, you know, and they just would have put the touchdown on the board, the Jimmy Johnson days, right? Right. You don't move up for being nice. You gotta you don't really jump spots and get in, you know, pictures for titles and playoffs and things like that. You got to stick it to them. But then again, it wouldn't help me anyway. I had 10 and a half. So I yeah. jumped right from that nine and a half at the end of the show before, you know, when you guys were looking at it to back to 10 and a half within an hour of it being over. So people must've really gotten on that line quick, or maybe it was just a, a slip by FanDuel earlier to have it drop down like that. But even a touchdown wouldn't help me because they weren't going to get a touchdown and go for two. But uh, it is a big win for the U. They are now uh, six and one. And they will be tied with the loser of tomorrow night's Notre Dame-Clemson game for second place in the ACC. ACC is just one division this year, um, and you know first and second are going to play for the ACC title. So that keeps the U in the mix for that. BYU and Boise State, uh, status quo here, less than two minutes left in the first half. Still 10-3, to nothing happening here. BYU has the football. And uh, let's see where they are. They are moving. They're into Boise territory. They're across the 30 now. And they're going to try to get some points, hopefully a touchdown. Help us out here with that team total, 34 and a half uh, that we need. Uh, don't like it right now, that's for sure. The Boise State defense has played very well. And uh, San Diego State Mafia, 10-7 right now over San Jose State. Uh, are you a little surprised at the lack of scoring uh, up in potato land right now between Boise and BYU? I'm very surprised by the lack of scoring. Both these teams are usually high-scoring teams. BYU, we've seen put up a bunch of points so far this year. Of course, they played a bunch of you know putzes, and it's been you know like 30-point spreads for each game, and still like it's 62 you know over, and it was mostly them doing the heavy lifting. But I'm surprised that they've been slowed down so much. You know, not that BYU isn't a good team or a good program as they've been for many years, but I thought that this would be more of a shootout than a drag them down you know brawl here. 
Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, hopefully they can get a couple more points here before the half, uh, and we'll see if maybe things can open up a little bit between Boise and BYU. We we have a couple of other NFL games, Moff, that we did not get to yet. I want to clean those out before we get to the college football and the MLB and the other stuff here uh, for the rest of this hour. Uh, let me start with, I think that we got through uh, pretty much all the ones. One more 1 o'clock game for you. Kansas City minus 10 and a half. They host Carolina. Looks like they're going to get McCaffrey back. Uh, 52 and a half is the total. Uh, the Chiefs, a very public team. Everybody hammers the Chiefs every week. But you want to know what, Mafia? Uh, they always come through for you. So I don't think it really matters what the number is with the Chiefs. When they're playing a lesser opponent like Carolina, uh, 90% of the time they get the job done. And I got no problem laying 10 and a half against uh, the Panthers at Arrowhead this Sunday. Yeah, as we saw, you know, speaking of not playing nice, we, we know Kansas City's not going to slow it down for anybody. You know, they they were playing yeah. the Jets with a 19 and a half spread. You knew they were going to kick their butts, and they still didn't say, okay, we're just going to run the ball and, like, you know, take it easy on these guys. They were throwing bombs even in the fourth quarter when they were up big. So don't tell me they're going to just slack off against Carolina. I, there's a lot of people seemingly, you know, that want to talk people into taking this 10 and a half, I feel like, with Carolina, and I just do not get why. They were, you know, a nice start into the season with them. And I know they haven't had CMC the last couple of weeks, but they have just declined ever since and not looked the same nearly. You know, I was worried about losing my, that under five ticket I have on them. Still a little, you know, still worried about it, but looking more like the team I thought they would be the last couple of weeks. And I think they're going to get blown out in this game. Yeah, I'm with you on the under five. I was, I'm hoping that they really go in the tank here and somehow lose a bunch of games and that's still going to be alive for me. Uh, yeah, that's pretty straight up. Uh, I think that we're both good with Kansas City. A very I'm tricky game. Oh, you, like the, oh, you like the over 52 and a half? Yeah, you know, with Jones out too, I think Carolina might put up some points here and make it you know interesting. As long as Kansas City's in the 30s, I think Carolina might put up just enough to help them get over that. Raiders and Chargers, uh, you know, on the surface, when you look at it, you know, you go, why are the Chargers one and a half point favorites against the Raiders? Raiders four and three coming off a road win at Cleveland. Uh, they have been good this year. They beat the Saints at home. Raiders have some good wins. The Chargers, meanwhile, they get leads every week and blow them every single week. So on the surface, you look at it, Moff, and it's very, uh, very shady. Minus one and a half for the Chargers. Uh, how could that be? Uh, is this going to be another one where uh, immediately everybody just kind of looks at it and goes, well, the Raiders are better. I, I don't care what the line is telling me. Or do you read the line a little bit here, Moff, somewhat like the Baltimore Indianapolis game and go, hmm, maybe I should think a little bit about the Chargers. I think this is one I have to think about more, you know, when I look at that. I think that the Raiders are the better team. I'm surprised they are the underdogs. But you know, that's when I'm like, okay, what are they thinking? Where, are, What angles are they looking at? Because like you said, it's been so inconsistent with the Chargers where they're winning all these games. You think you got bets in the bank and then all of a sudden they blow them late. So the Raiders are another team who, you know, at times look great. You know, I thought Cleveland was going to beat them last week in Cleveland with the, the wins and everything going, and they shut them down. Their defense played great, shut down Cleveland's offense completely. So they're both kind of Jekyll and Hyde because at times, you know, we saw them lose at home to Tampa, get blown out. We've seen them beat Kansas City, but then lose to other teams. Like, you can't really get a beat on either of these teams that well, and I think that's why the book's kind of playing with the numbers here and, you know, seeing where you go with it. I'm one. I'm not going to play that with my own cash, but if you want to play it, you're looking for a lean. I'm leaning for the Raiders. I think they're just a little bit of a, a stronger team all around right now. I think their defense show that they can, you know, do a good job last week. Their offense isn't as high, high flying as it should be, but they can lean on Jacobs and their defense. I think in this game. 
BYU in the end zone here before the end of the first half. So pending the extra point, they are going to get up uh, 17 to three on Boise State. They are the better team. I mean, they're showing it. Uh, I'd like to see them put a few more points on the board in the second half. And this is, they do need, you know, you talk about style points. Uh oh, what do you got for me now, Mafia? What's the what was that? Blocked the line, or like they they just missed the extra point, and it was short on the extra point. I'll be able to tell you in about three minutes whenever I finally get to see the extra point here. It gets blocked. Here we go. It got blocked. They blocked the extra point. The guy broke through the line. No one blocked him, and he blocked the extra point. So sixteen to three, one minute to go in the first half. Boise now with a thirteen point lead over. I shall say BYU with a thirteen point lead over Boise. And uh, we're going to be looking for things to pick up. And then they need style points, Moff. That's what I was getting into before the block. This is the one game on BYU schedule. You know, that that's quote-unquote marquee. You know, uh, playing a team. And Boise isn't even a Power 5 team. But it's still the biggest game. They need to impress. Um, so far, they are on the defensive end. I would like to see uh, some more points scored. Uh, back to the Raiders. I was going to give you this one. Under uh, six of the last seven games between the Chargers and the Raiders. And the Chargers have played wild games. You know, they, they're, they've gone over a lot this year. Uh, the total, uh, what was I tell you, 51 and a half, I believe? Yes, 51 and a half. So six of the last seven under between these two, but a lot of overs for the Chargers. Uh, I got to look long and hard at this. I hate backing the Chargers at home, Mafia. They're, they're another one of those teams. When they're a home favorite, you like to stay away from them. They're a tough team to back. Uh, Cowboys and Steelers. It's now up to 14 and a half, Mafia. I got no problem laying it. Lay Dallas it. stinks. Me or you could play quarterback uh, or kill, uh, Cooper Rush, Gilbert Grape, whoever they're going to have in there. And the total's down to 43, Mafia. They don't expect Ooh. the Cowboys to score Ooh. any points in this game. 43. The Steelers could put up 35 themselves in that game. No problem. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's why I think I'm going to be leading to the over there. If it's going to keep getting lower, I'm going to probably bet it over. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High, and Mafia with you. 844-843-6879. A couple more NFL, some college, some MLB. Pharrell on the bench rolls on right after this. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High, and Mafia in for Scotty all week. Final night, a pain-free Friday, 844-843-6879, the number to get involved. 
BYU here, Mafia. Um, after the touchdown, they missed the extra point, 16-3. Boise State fumbles the football with under a minute left in the second half, So in the first half. So BYU gets it back. Unfortunately, uh, Wilson took an awful sack, so it's now second and 21, and uh, awful throw. Uh, 32 seconds left. It's going to be third and 21. I don't know what you dial up here. Wilson's had he, he has not played well. 9 to 12, 85 yards. They run the football a lot. You know, they're probably going to play it safe, Mafia. We thought that maybe they could get some more points after that turnover. That sack really hurt them. Uh, what do you think here? You think they play it safe on this third and 21? Uh, well, I'm a little ahead of you, so I can see what they're doing. And they're playing oh, it. Yeah, they play relatively safe. They don't get the first down. They you know get some yards back, but we'll see what they do. If they try to go for it, I think they're just going to clock it. Field goal. It's enough for a field goal. You're on the 30, but it looks like they're going for it. But, uh, you know, I, one thing I can tell you is anybody who was crazy enough to bet Wilson for Heisman thinking he was going to light it up with all these bad teams can rip up those tickets, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and what we I told Keith here is Ari today uh, did a nice job this week filling in for Scotty on Coast to Coast that the Wilson passing prop had had ballooned up to 324.5, and, and he is nowhere near that right now as we're getting close oh, to halftime. Oh, you idiots. And here we go. What do you got for me, Ma? You're ahead, Moff, so you've got to tell yeah. me what happened here with BYU. They get the fourth down play. They get the conversion, but it takes them so long, they run out of the rest of the clock. The guy gets down to like the five, but they run out of time before he gets out of bounds. What is this? I, honestly, dude. He's running around in the, in the pocket. Well, it took like, him forever to snap the ball. Like, what is this guy doing? Uh, get on the ball. If you're going to go for it, you need to be decisive. If, you, if the idea was, if we get close enough, we're going to go, then run up and run the play. They basically walked up there. Took them forever to snap the ball. We're trying to get points here. We're trying to win bets. All right? I don't, I don't care. Uh, come on. We need points. You just cannot have that, Mafia. I'm annoyed now at BYU. I'm very annoyed. Terrible clock management. <laughs> we have a development uh, out in uh, L.A., Carson, wherever they're playing that game. Uh, San Diego State uh, now down to San Jose State, 14-10, to 10, your score in the third quarter. So uh, San Jose State has taken a lead. They were down 10 nothing. have scored a couple of touchdowns. The quarterback went out in the first quarter. And uh, here we go. So big, uh, let's see if the Aztecs can uh, come back and win this game. I'm going to have my eye on that. They're in the teaser as well. So we do need the Aztecs to show a little life here in the fourth quarter and come back. Um, we, were, we only have a couple games left as we go through the NFL, Moff, and I believe... Uh, the next one I was going to get to was uh, Arizona and Miami. Tua and Kyler Murray right now at FanDuel, minus 3.5 for Arizona. 49.5 uh, is the total. Seems a little low, but the Dolphin defense has been very good. You know, that was a fluky win, Moff, for the Dolphins last week. Uh, Tua threw for like 93 yards. They had a defensive touchdown. They had a special teams touchdown. Uh, they had, you know, all they scored four different ways. They got outgained by about 350 yards. Uh, I, I think this is a tough spot for them on the road in Arizona off a bye. Uh, I think that three and a half, I'm not going to have a problem laying that with uh, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray on Sunday night. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm laying that one. Uh, I can see the under being played too because both these teams have a pretty solid defense. We saw, like you said, what Miami did to Jared Goff last week. They made him look pedestrian i mean not that the guy's like all world mvp or anything like that but the guy can rip it up at times with that offense especially you know some of those receivers he can make you, you know, run all over the field and not sure where the ball's going 
And then at times, of course, he's pretty bad. And that was one of those weeks that he was terrible. I mean, the, the two fumbles, the two picks, it's just he didn't know which way was up. They were getting in the backfield so much. So that's going to be something that Kyle Murray has to contend with. I think he's better suited for that with his scrambling skills to find you know guys open and make things happen a little bit more with his running. I think, too, is going to be you know a situation where he's going to face a little more pressure in this game. I think going on the road, going to Arizona, cross country, I think they have a better defense. Not a great defense. It's not uh, as obviously stacked as it's been in previous years. You know, with Chandler Jones out hurt, and you know, we saw how Seattle scored a ton of points on them. But they're a tough team. They're a good team. They could put up points. It's going to put the pressure on Tua to you know, sling the ball around himself, and we haven't seen that yet from him. He probably can. You know, We've seen that in Alabama, but we haven't seen that in the NFL. It's another level. It's a different situation. I'm taking Arizona win. Yeah, I like the Cardinals a lot. This is one of my favorite games on Sunday is Arizona because Miami's played well the last few weeks, but this is a much different spot for the Miami Dolphins and for two in his first road start in the NFL. Good spot if you want to play the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe it's going to be good to use in teasers too, uh, things like that. Sunday night game is a really good one. New Orleans goes to Tampa Bay. Uh, they beat them week one uh, down in New Orleans. Minus four and a half for the Buccaneers right now. Total at 50 and a half. Bucks in first in the south with six and two. They've played one more game than the Saints who are five and two. Um, they usually play pretty. I was reading here before under last 12 games between these two teams in Tampa. This is a very long amount of time. Uh, nine of the last 12 under this game feels under to me, uh, outside, uh, night game. I- I'm leaning bucks right now. Moff. I-, I really am. Um, uh, breeze good on the road, uh, in Chicago last week, a lot better than I thought he would be, but Camara does most of the work. Tampa Bay coming off a spotty performance Monday night at MetLife against the Giants. They're 4-4 four and four against the spread this year. Saints 2-5 and five against the spread. I lean Tampa right now. Four and a half a little tough, but I think that I wouldn't have a problem laying. It definitely would put Tampa in one of my teasers, maybe the Sunday fun day to get that into the plus ter- territory. What do you think for Sunday night football? Yeah, I'm with you. I like Tampa in this game. I know coming off that Monday night game against the Giants, you know, kind of takes a little shine off where they are at this point in the season. And if they beat the Packers and smell to them, you're like, wow, it's one of the best teams in the NFC. And then they could barely beat the Giants in that life. And you're like, Maybe not. Maybe this is a little overestimation we've done just from that one win. But I think they're still better. I think the Saints right now are, you know, not the team that they were coming into the season, not the team they've been in the past. I know they're getting Michael Thomas back, but who knows what condition he's going to be in playing-wise. Kamara's been the reason that they win games. You know, it's not that Breeze is doing it. It's not like his typical season where he's just flinging it all around, getting 4,000 yards, and then every receiver you can't even name making them stars. He's you know, really scraping by and just kind of flinging it out to Kamara and letting him do the work. I'm worried about him, especially with him having the shoulder issues and being limited in practice this week. You know, he could try to explain away all he wants, but when you're at that age, there is no such thing as a minor or inconsequential shoulder injury as a quarterback. So I'm worried about what he's doing. I think the uh, adding AB is going to make that offense a lot better for Tampa. I think, like you said, he's going to find him that anytime touchdown prop is golden because you know Brady's going to force it in there to him. And by the and way, they put that win. up. They've put that up, by the way. I had to I was gonna get it for you before. Uh Antonio Brown, anytime touchdown on FanDuel. It's actually lower than I thought it was gonna be. Plus one sixty. Plus one sixty for A B to score in his first game with the Bucks. I thought it would be two hundred or may you know, a little bit more than that. They got a lot. That tells you they, they're with us, Moff. They think he's going to score on oh, Sunday yeah. night, but I'm playing it anyway. I might put it in one of those 
uh, zany same game parlays, whatever. But I'm playing Antonio Brown to hit the end zone because it might be the only catch he gets, but he's going to get one on Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you. Tom Brady didn't get him in there to not feed him the ball. You know that he likes to force it to the guys he likes. We've seen that with Gronk over the years. We've seen that with Edelman at times and Amendola. He's going to do that. He did it in the one game that he had him in New England. He's going to do it in Tampa. And you want to get a little juicier here. Kamara and Antonio Brown, anytime touchdown parlay, plus 388. There you go. Ooh, I like that a lot. Brown and Kamara to score a touchdown, plus 388. FanDuel, same game parlay. I don't like to go more than two on those with the touchdowns because that is hard. Um, and I don't think there's, I think this is an under game. I, I'm with the trend. I, I think this is a 20 to 17, 23 to 20 type of game. They've got it up to 50 and a half right now. Uh, I don't think that it gets that high. I think this is going to be a very tight, close game in the fourth quarter. Points might be tough to come by. Uh, fast with the Monday night game off. It's up to seven and a half. Uh, Patriots favorite at MetLife, total down to 42. Um, any faith at all in your Jets on Monday night against the Patriots? Not to win, but I'll have faith in them to cover. I think seven and a half is too much for the Patriots the way they've been playing right now. I know they play tough against New England and you know, put up some points and the Jets obviously aren't scoring. I think the Jets defense is playing decent enough against mediocre teams like the New England Patriots are. I think Cam Newton's banged up. I think he's fallen off the you know, from what we saw in the beginning of the season. They got a million guys out with injuries or, you know, opt-outs and everything like that. Bill Belichick says they got no depth. When he's trashing his team, you know it's a bad season. So I think the Jets are going to hang in there and try to prove a little something, but still lose the game. Yeah, I'm, I actually like the uh, the over in this game, believe it or not, at 42. It doesn't sound like, you know, it's two teams that don't score a lot of points. Their offenses have been bad the last few weeks. I, I don't know. That's a little low for me. I, I think that that game, you know, there could be some points. I think both teams could get into the 20s in that game on Monday night. So, uh, and the Jets, Jets with the seven and a half. 20s? Yeah, I think, I think that they can. Jeez. I think that they can. I think this game, it's kind of like Moff, and it's just hard to do. With a Belichick D, you think they're going to show up a little bit better. But remember the Thursday night game the Jets played with Denver? Like, everybody thought that that game was going to be like 9-6, and the game ended up being like 38-31. It was a little bit crazy game. I get it, Denver, New England, uh, two different coach teams, that's for sure. But I just think that there's going to be a couple points. I'm going to try to sneak over that 42 on Monday night with the Pats and the Jets. Um, we're, we'll do some college when we come back. Me and Mafia will kind of just give our favorite uh, picks out of the, the college slate is so enormous. We'll try to find four, maybe three or four games me and Mafia each both like. And I also have to mention all this, the couple things with baseball because they dumped a bunch of news on a Friday too. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia here in for Scotty, 844-843-6879 to get involved. We'll come back. We'll do some college football, update the games, the whole deal. Pharrell on the bench rolls on right after this. And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia here with you in for Scotty all week. We are uh, wrapping the week up here on a pain-free Friday night. 844-843-6879, the number to get involved. Uh, College football, Mafia. Uh, Big weekend here 
Let's uh, let's give a couple picks. I'm absolutely impossible to roll through the whole thing. So let's just go back and forth quickly here, and uh, maybe we'll get uh, maybe four or five picks in from each of us. Uh, I'll kick it off. I'm going to start here with the Florida-Georgia game. Uh, total, over 54 and a half. I think that Florida's offense is dynamic enough where they can score some points against Georgia. I know that Georgia has an excellent defense. Uh, very good. We saw Alabama, though, score 40-plus on them. I know that Florida's D offense isn't that good, but I think they're good enough to get into the mid to high 20s. And I think that their defense is also awful and that Georgia's going to be able to score some points. So I think this game gets into the high 20s, maybe even into the low 30s, like the over 54.5 in the world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida, Mafia. That's my first one, over 54.5, Georgia and Florida. What do you got? Yeah, I can see you going with that one. I, you know, I think me, I'm going to go more the spread in that one. And I think I'm rolling right now with Georgia. I know Florida put up a ton of points last week against Missouri, but Missouri's not a good team. And they put up, you know, a bunch of points against other teams. It's not like this. that's a, a fluke. That was the only game they were scoring. And they've scored in every game so far, 51-38, 41-41, or 38-41, and 41, sorry. But, I mean, I just don't trust that against that Georgia team. That defense is so strong. They're, you know, a lot more fierce than these other teams that they've playing so far. None of those teams that, they, that I mentioned there are upper echelon defensive teams this year. So I'm still rolling with Georgia. They're not the prettiest team. They're not the flashiest team. They get it ugly. They get it dirty. They drag it into the mud. I think Georgia's going to win that game and cover that three. Next one that I'm going to go to, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State, awful loss last week uh, to Texas. Had an opportunity uh, to possibly go undefeated in the Big 12, maybe win the Big 12. They could still win it, but... Being not being undefeated is going to hurt them in terms of getting into the college football playoff. Kansas State Mafia, I'm taking them here at home, getting 12 and a half. Now, when Kansas State is a dog at home, they are usually pretty solid. Uh, they've come through in some nice spots. Uh, they have, of course, a win on the road as a dog at Oklahoma this year. Beat Texas Tech at home. Uh, beat TCU there as well. Um, covered against Kansas at home. Uh, Kansas State, uh, now they lost at home. When they're home favorite, I don't like them as much. But when they are a home dog, like they are against Oklahoma State tomorrow, Kansas State will stay in that game. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think that that game is under 10 points. I think Kansas State hangs around in Manhattan, and that's pick number two for me, Kansas State plus the 12 and a half. Hey, why not? You know, you're looking at that game. I should say that, hey, Oklahoma State needs to smoke them and need to smoke everybody for the rest of the season to, to try to get back in the playoff picture after that flop in Texas. But after they did me wrong, once again, a year after year, I'm not buying this one. I'm not, I'm not betting them again this year and getting behind them because Gundy always at some point blows it. You know, after they have a great season, people talk about maybe this is the year they finally win the conference. They blow it. So I'll go with you on Kansas State. Next one that I'm going to is uh, I'm going to go with the Pac-12, Stanford and Oregon uh, at Autzen. Oregon minus seven and a half. They've got all the hype. Um, they're feeling uh, we can win the Pac-12. We can go undefeated. We can get in the college football playoff. Stanford stinks this year. They are not a good team. And I think this is a good spot. This is a national TV game. I think it's on ABC Saturday night. Now it's up against Notre Dame Clemson, but um, it's in a big spot. I think that Oregon goes out and lays the lays the hammer on Stanford here to start their Pac-12 season off the right way. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that too because even though you know it's a game that you look at and neither team have seen any action from obviously the Pac-12 opening this weekend, we're seeing games canceled throughout the conference already, so they're lucky to even get this off. You know, you look at that game and if you look at the matchup predictor, those things that they do, like 83% Oregon wins the game, 83 to 17. Usually that's like 17, 18, 20 point spread. The fact that it's only eight and a half seems you know kind of silly to me. I think that the Oregon, you know, if they're that much of a better team they should blow them out so this seems like a low spread to me i know you were telling me you like the michigan indiana game um if i'm leaning here i don't know it's hard to back indiana i know they're a home dog michigan a bad loss at home to michigan state man harbaugh needs this one so bad i kind of like the over 54 and a half is a nice spot but i think that michigan minus the three and a half if i was going to this game off that's where i would go yeah, this is the one of the games that I like, you know, and I'm feeling pretty good about. And I feel, you know, surprisingly good about Michigan. Despite their loss last week, that flop game and the rivalry, you know, this is a team that Harbaugh needs wins. You know, he needs to start proving things. Now you're already getting the rumors that he's, you know, might be up for going back to the NFL. So, yeah, you could say maybe he's checked out and thinking, okay, this college thing ain't working. But everyone talks about how Indiana plays Michigan well and how they, you know, they're great against them at home. That's usually when it's like a 17 to 20 point spread. This is three and a half. I think the book kind of overreacted to the early game so far for these two teams where Indiana's looked good and Michigan last week looked bad. And I think this is a game where Michigan's going to get it right. And I'm not going to say they're going to blow them out and win by 20, but I certainly think they can cover three and a half. No, no doubt. Uh, they need it. Uh, I think that Michigan rolls them. I, I think that they're going to have no problem. Uh, laying the three and a half in this game. Let's go to the big one. Uh, the big one tomorrow, a top five game, South Bend, Indiana, Clemson and Notre Dame. No Trevor Lawrence. They're missing three starters on D. Uh, I've been talking about it all week, me and you here at night uh, with Irizarry during Coast to Coast. I need Brian Kelly to win a game in a big spot, Mafia. I've had enough of it. Uh, I, I Listen, I love him winning 10-11 games every single year. But now is the time. Money on the table. I, they are so shorthanded. They're coming into your house. You have to beat Clemson tomorrow night. I'm not even messing around with the points, Mafia. I'm going to go so deep that I'm going money line with Notre Dame, plus 190 right now. Let's go. Uh, you know, roll out the barrels. Let's do it. Uh, Notre Dame to beat Clemson tomorrow night. Come on, Moff. See, I'm with you on that one, but I'm not going as deep as you because I'm not picking them to win the game straight up. I think that they can win the game, but I'm not completely confident in that because we, you know, Clemson has that pedigree. Even if the kid doesn't have that experience, the rest of that team has been there before. You know, ATN is, is a badass. We know that he probably should have went to the NFL last year, came back to try to win this title. They're going to try to ride him as much as they can in this game and take the pressure off DJ here, QB filling in for uh, Johnny Sunshine. And I think it's a game where. Notre Dame should win, you know, with the situation that Clemson's facing, not only with Lawrence out, but like you said, two of your linebackers and your defensive linemen, you know, they have a great running back on Notre Dame this year. And who are the guys that are going to load the box and try to stop you? Your defensive line and your linebackers. And you're missing three of your key guys there in that spot. I don't think that Notre Dame's going to try to open up with Book. I think they know the best play for them is to run it and try to keep the, you know, the ball off of Clemson's you know, side of the field for as long as they can, keep it out of their hands, not let them have as many offensive possessions to try to score. I think it's going to be you know, a tight game, and I think they could certainly cover five and a half. I think that's a good spread for them. I think it could be a field goal game or a four-point game. So I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover the five and a half, but I'm not as deep as you and as confident as you in them just winning the game outright. I listen, I'm not confident at all. Believe me. I'm not <laughs> just confident hopeful. at all. I'm hopeful. I am not confident 
because I've been watching this team my entire life, and especially this team since Brian Kelly has been the head coach. And as we know and have documented, when they play high elite level competition, like over the last six or seven years that Clemson, Alabama's, the Ohio State's, it does not go well for Notre Dame. This time they have them in their building. Brian Kelly needs this win uh, badly, that's for sure. Uh, This is a tricky game, interesting game, Mafia, in the Big Ten. Penn State is 0-2. Lost to Indiana, lost to Ohio State. They are at home against Maryland. Now, it doesn't sound very sexy. The line is 26 and a half. But I watched that kid last week from Maryland, Tua's brother, uh, Tulia uh, Tagalavoa, who's the starting quarterback for the Terps, and he can play. A upset. They were a 18-point dog at home. They beat Minnesota last week. Penn State, obviously much better. I don't expect Maryland to win the game, but Mafia, 26 and a half with that kid, how well he played, and Penn State 0-2, that's the scary part. Penn State's 0-2, and they need to take it out on somebody. And Maryland seems like the type of team that they can take it out on. But two of his brothers, like what I'm leaning on here, and him getting 26 and a half sticks. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that game because, like you said, that number is, it seems weird to me. Like, Penn State should be able to blow them out, but Maryland has shown up. And I know P.J. Flex team isn't great this year. They've been underachieving, you know, with him. He had a good season last year, but they still haven't gotten that upper echelon that people want them to get under him. So, them blowing that lead last week, I think, kind of, uh, you know, gave people a lot of faith in Maryland that I'm not sure we should have, but I'm still not ready to say Penn State should blow anybody out. So, I'm just going to keep my money away from that one. And I have to, Moff, bring up the first Pac-12 after dark game of the year. Like, like this is just, uh, you know, we love Pac-12 after dark, the 10.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7.30 Pacific kickoff time. And it's Washington State and Oregon State tomorrow night. Not the best game, uh, that's for sure. But what does Pac-12 after dark usually bring, Mafia? P-O-I-N-T-S. Points, points, points making you stay up till 2.30 in the morning, trying to hit the over 63 and a half in Corvallis for Washington State and Oregon State. And you know, Moff, that I'm going up, 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 over, over, over. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, that's a tough one with those teams, you know, not knowing what they're going to be. Washington State, obviously, without Leach. I'm going to, again, that's one that might not be one I get involved in until I see something from these teams yet. I'm going to go instead with some of these earlier games. I'm going to go ACC here with one I like in Duke UNC. Let's get the men. No, it's not a basketball game, but there's still a rivalry. And you know what? I do not like what I've seen from the Tar Heels these last couple of weeks. I've been watching a couple of their games as I've been doing in-game live. You know, and in the Florida State, they didn't show up. They had to try to come back late. Didn't get it done. You know, Last week against Virginia, another situation, another team they should have just rolled on. They didn't show up, lose the game. Everyone's talking about how great Howell is. Yeah, he's getting a lot of yards, but it's when they're getting smoked because they just their defense can't stop anybody. Duke put up a ton of points last week. Yeah, it was against Charlotte, but you know they're still averaging almost 26 points a game. They're still getting you know offensive yards over 400 yards a game. I just do not trust North Carolina enough to cover 11 and a half against a division rival on the road right now. Yeah, North Carolina, they got on the list for me, Mafia, after that Florida State game. Uh, I backed them heavy that night in Tallahassee, and when they laid the egg that they did, I swore off the Tar Heels for the rest of the year. I will not go near them. Um, 11 and a half tomorrow? Geez, I hope Duke beats them outright. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. I hope Duke beats North you. Carolina out. Anything else you like in the early slate, Mafia? One other game I like in, in the, uh, the afternoon games there is I know it's not going to go over well with our boy Joe, but you know what? He burned me tonight, so I'm going to burn him on tomorrow. Cincinnati, 
This team, you know, I did not like them against SMU. I picked SMU there with uh, Bouchelle as a Shane there as their quarterback. I thought that, you know, his experience coming from a bigger program was going to help them in that game. And Cincinnati blew them out. And then everyone went last week was saying, well, Memphis, they're a good team. They're going to play them tight. And they blew them out. So right now against Houston, I'm going to say, you know what? They blow them out. You know, 12 and a half, 13, depending on where you get it, depending on how it is right now for you. I like Cincinnati. They're just lighting it up on offense. And their defense is good, too. Only 12 points a game allowed by their defense against teams people thought were going to put up fights against them. I think Cincinnati blows Houston out of the water in this game. I'm with you. I'm going to lay the 12 and a half with Cincinnati tomorrow. I think that they beat Houston at home. Their offense is good. Their defense is really good. Um, I think that they've got a really decent shop, uh, shot to run the table in that awful conference and, uh, and maybe getting something done. So there you go. A ton of college football picks should be a good day. And BYU down to the five here, Mafia. Let's go as we start the second half. Looking to get some more P-O-I-N-T-S points, points, points. Forever on the bench, Carver High and Mafia. 844-843-6879 is the number. When we come back, we will wrap it up. The whole week of Mafia and Carver High hosted Pharrell on the bench with Marenzi as he gets ready for Sports Rage. Pharrell on the bench rolls on right after this. And we're back. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High and Mafia as we wrap it up. A fun week, Mafia, filling in for Scotty. Uh, comes to an end here. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, Scotty's got uh, a couple more days off throughout here and the end of the year. So uh, fun stuff, Mafia. Great job. Yeah, great fun week for me. I appreciate the time. The, the, uh, that, of course, Mike Cardano and Sports Grid and all these guys had in the faith they had in us. And hopefully we'll have more fun again. Hope the fans enjoyed it just as much as we San Jose State Mafia moving ahead of the Aztecs here. 21 to 17 now as the Aztecs completely laying an egg out in Carson, California, where they were 10 and a half point favorites tonight. BYU now up 23 to 3. Sports Rage late night coming up next with Marenzi. Gabe, Miami holds on tonight. BYU laying the hammer on Boise. I'd like to see some more points. And I'm a little stunned at San Jose State. How about that? They're playing real well against the Aztecs. Yeah, San uh, San Jose State's really playing well this year, uh, Carver. Two and against the spread coming into tonight and uh, they're keeping it going this evening. I thought San Diego State would be able to do enough and pull away in this football game. Got to give these guys credit. Spartans, man. Spartans really balling this year. 2-0. No one saw this coming. Uh, No one thought they were going to beat Air Force a couple of weeks ago. It's frustrating. I had a good start to the night, just like every night this week, man. I start off great and I hit the wall and I'm pissed at myself because all week I like Boise State. Boise State. Number goes up to five and a half and I'm like, oh, how can I not tease this? I'll tease this up to 12 and a half and I'm going to pay the price for it now. 10 seconds, Gabe. Do our Bills get it done against the Seahawks on Sunday? Yeah, I expect the Bills. I think they will, actually. I think they Let's will. Go. I've been down on the Bills over the last couple of weeks, but I think they do and take the over as well. Gabe, uh, tremendous stuff. Let's hope that they get it done. Sports Rage Late Night coming up next with Marenzi. That's it for us. Pharrell on the bench, Carver and Mafia. We've been in for Scotty Olick. He will be back on Monday night. So tune in. Uh, fun weekend, like we said. Enjoy the football this weekend. Great stuff out of everybody, all the guests this week, etc. For Carver, for Mafia, Carver High. We'll see you later. Pharrell on the bench, baby. Have a good night.
Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.